we wanted the the brand and the brand really to to last a lifetime and i think for us it was walk before you run yeah. um so it's really treat it slowly make sure the brand's big enough that if uh, we are lucky enough to be put on a shelf that it definitely gets taken off yeah. um so that that was the key for us which i think we're at that stage now which is quite exciting You're listening to Series 2 of the official podcast for the Festival of Enterprise with me, your host, Alex Chisnell. Join thousands of other established entrepreneurs and business people for free at Olympia in London from April the 28th to 29th, 2020. Just go to festivalofenterprise.co.uk to get your free ticket. The Festival of Enterprise is the event for any small and medium business looking to grow faster. This event will reward you for taking a day or two from working in your business to working on your business. We'll provide you with access to the most useful, tested methods of developing your businesses. We help you sustain, grow, scale and thrive faster and for longer than where you stand today. And for exhibitors and sponsors, we provide direct access to the UK businesses and individuals that are the most primed for growth. Festival of Enterprise is the home for entrepreneurs. Get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Welcome to episode five from the Festival of Enterprise's second podcast series. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, content director of the Festival of Enterprise and host of the number one rated entrepreneurship podcast and agency, Screw It, Just Do It. Joining me on this week's show is Oliver Bennett, world rallycross driver and founder of Excite Energy Drink. Excite Energy hit the market at the beginning of 2019, selling out of Holland and Barrett nationwide in just its first two weeks. But creating a sugar-free blend was just the start of Oliver's journey. In episode five, we chat about taking on the big boys, how he launched the business straight out of university with his partner, Megan Jones, and how he's building the brand in parallel with his world rally cross career. The following conversation is just a small snapshot into what you can expect to hear on April the 28th and 29th. Join Oliver and myself at Olympia in London to hear his full story and ask him your burning questions. At that point in time, again, it was just me and my girlfriend Meg um, running the business. We was doing everything from the branding to the back of house, to deliveries, to online, to everything. Um, and that was really when we saw, okay, well, this this could be something. And the, the gap in the market is obviously there. So we've boosted our team up now and... Yeah, pushing on with it. And you ended up with, um, I think I read like over a, a thousand listings in, in just a, a very short period of time. Yeah, so we, we started quickly after that, um, which we're fortunate to do as a startup. We're, we're quite well invested. Um, and we started sort of our own sort of direct sales, really, which is, uh, you've probably seen traditional energy drinks do, where we have Excite Vans um, and guys and girls in the vans pulling from depots, going around, selling it to independent gyms, um, independent shops, or some shops that are allowed to stock other products. I mean, really just defining our own destiny that way. Um, so, you know, obviously our ultimate aim is to, to be in national retail. So it's a distribution game, isn't it? You've got to be able to pick the drink up ultimately. Yeah. Um, but we're controlling that ourselves a bit with our own sales. So, yeah, it's quite a, quite a different way to do it. And if you, you know, as you say, with the retail, is, is part of the strategy then to, to go after all of the big supermarkets and have those kind of conversations or are you, are you keeping that tool 
to a later because that obviously will inter uh, need more investment and and more more money. Yeah, I think I think the key for us um, is they're obviously going to be a necessity in our growth stage, and we've got quite a nice nice plan put together for that. Um, but I think for us. We're at the tipping point now where next year we're, we're looking at some different retail options so we can get that national presence and awareness um, in what you call sort of high street, I guess. Um, and I think for us it was just making sure we were aware that um, we wanted the the brand and the brand really to, to last a lifetime. And I think for us it was walk before you run. Yeah. Um, so it was really treat it slowly, make sure the brand's big enough that if uh, we are lucky enough to be put on a shelf, that it definitely gets taken off. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the key for us, which I think we're at that stage now, which is quite uh, exciting. Uh, and what's challenged you the most? Everything. Mm, ev- everything. I mean, we <laughs> I mean were... it must be, I, I was just thinking, sorry to interrupt you, just, you know, with your, you know, inverted commas, day job when it's, when it's yeah. racing season. Yeah. And, you know, people might not be aware that you've you know, literally just come back from South Africa, you've been out in the States, you've been out in Europe. Um, that sounds challenging to me, just having spent two weeks going from, like, Holland to London to France to yeah. Bournemouth in between. <laughs> and it's, you know, airplanes, airports, all of that kind of dead time. But is, is that time for you to work on your business? Yeah, I don't. Th- I think um, there's a lot of sacrifice. I think even with with anything in business, um, if you want to be make it successful, especially early in I guess the first two to three years, uh, there is a lot of sacrifice. And I think most of that is time. Um, I juggle it between. I'm either racing or I'm working on it. Like there's not a lot in between, whether that be socially or or anything outside of that, really. So I think uh, you know, I think me and my partner see it probably as a as a two to five year sacrifice of our time for the meantime, and then hopefully it'll pay off in the future and uh, work it that way. So. That's the way we're playing it anyway. <laughs> Touch word, we will see. <laughs> um, and interested to know, have you got um, anybody else on board that you must know, a lot of the other drivers, yeah. probably a bunch of different sports as well, as well as maybe like health and fitness industry? And um, just maybe, yeah, talk a little bit about um, influencer marketing, social media, how, how that kind of Yeah, that, that's key for us. And I think we've, we've grew up to a team now, our team alone is 15 people, and we've got three in this, this sort of brand-led marketing side. And I think... One thing we really want to do differently and something we're focusing on at the moment is a Do What Excites You campaign. So we're running this weekly videos, basically, but they're stories of athletes we partner with, um, whether they're, you know, in a uh, like me in a world sport or even at a local level. And we're filming what is their journey, why are they doing it, how have they started. We just finished one last week uh, with a guy called Ashley, um, actually with some motocross, which again was from my, my background. But yeah, yeah, he went on to win Western Beach Race in front of a thousand riders beating factory teams and... Just a local lad uh, in the Welsh Valleys who's bought a motorbike, um, raced all his life, and he's gone there and achieved great things with it. So we're really thinking what excites people to get up out of bed and do things, and I think that ties in well with our brand, really, um, in, in part of our series. So, yeah, something we continue to do, um, which is why we've got our in-house videographer sort of creating all those stories for us, I guess. Mm. And how, how have you scaled that team then? Did you, um, did you start with just the two of you? Um, or did you you look for investment from from day one? Just always interested in how people come at it from different ways. Yeah, I think we were very lucky. I I think now looking back early on, where um, we was we we had one or two products previous to this one where the brand was the same, but the products were early innovations and adaptions of our ideas where we worked with consultants. Um, and in the end, we decided to take everything in-house. We got our own lab. Um, my girlfriend went on various training courses of how to mix drinks and ingredients, and we controlled our own destiny because whatever we mm-hmm. ask consultants to do, they can do it for us. Yeah. For whatever reason, I think they're just used to 
remaking Red Bull, I guess. Yeah. Or A and like another brand. So <laughs> we, we took that under our own sort of wing and we got in his lab. Where that's really when we took our destiny into our own hands, I think. Mm. And it was about that time, which probably 12 months ago now, I managed to to run into a guy. Um, I didn't know really what he was about, but he was consulting for a, a different company at the time. Um, and just got chatting to him and at the blue, you know, a few months later, I had a, had a message come through saying, hey, I'd like to help you. Um, didn't really say a lot at the time, but my background was 10 years um, trading director of Red Bull and then eight years EME, one of the sort of senior five people in Monster. And he, he sort of took a liking to the brand. It probably a, a crucial stage for us where we had built a brand, we had built a product. Um, we had a rough idea how to get to market, but I think looking now to, to what he's taught us, we are probably quite green on the commercials. <laughs> I thought, yeah. you know, oh, we sell it for 150 and you buy it for a bit cheaper, I guess, and that was probably as much as we knew. Yeah. Um, why would we know anymore? So that was probably a, another sort of key factor in, in this early success, really. Mm, and he's still on board? Yeah, he's still on board, yeah. Yeah, he, he's sort of our outside advisor. He's not... Um, in the core team of 15 that are the day-to-day working. Uh, but yeah, he, he keeps an eye on us from the outside and makes sure we don't, don't go too far off the path, I guess. <laughs> and, and is everything, um, you mentioned being based in Bristol, is, is everything near to you there, like lab, distribution, yeah. yeah, so our lab's in our office. Um, we've got an, another little sort of little room where we've got all sorts of fancy equipment that purify water and mix ingredients and test light and all sorts of fancy things. We just uh, actually finished uh, our second flavour yesterday, which we just sent out to retailers this morning, actually. So, really? Yeah, that'll be landing on their doors in the next few days, which will, will be interesting to get some feedback. But that's, yeah. I think, key, again, for us as a, a startup in such a changing category. We can mm. switch on a flavour tomorrow. We can do something else tomorrow. We're really in charge of, of our MPD and our product, which is, is quite unique. And so um, flavour that I've got here... Is it original? Original, yeah. And what have you got now? What, when is it going to become available? Or is that like... So it's, it's, yeah, well, it's going to become available hopefully in March. We're okay. looking at it as a summer edition flavour. Yeah. Um, so this original flavour, we wanted to make quite um, sort of... We wanted it to have that feeling you probably couldn't tell us what the flavour is. Because mm. then I thought, okay, we're not going to put people off by... And again, we didn't have... It's exactly right. I actually couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah, if it's like a little tropical, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't a bit, know. bit whatever. And yeah, that was sort of the aim, <laughs> and it wasn't really from any, you know, expensive testing of consumer feedback or anything. It was just thinking, well, if we write a flavor on this, someone might not like the flavor. Yeah. Um. So we just thought, let's just run down the middle. We didn't want it to taste like traditional energy, so we've made it um, a blend of there's seven natural fruits in that one, which give it this quite masky tropically don't know what flavour um, yeah. which is, is proving really successful ah, so okay so so March and then um, as you say being quite lean you can with the MPD you can yeah. if you decide to then to, to launch another flavour before the summer it's still what kind of lead time are you, you looking yeah, at yeah we can so, we can sort of develop test and turn around a flavour this probably last one is, it took a couple of months so it doesn't take long I think the longest no. bit is how long do you want to test it before before mm. you decide that the consumer is going to like it um, but we've got quite a good grip on that now, I think, of what people don't like and do like. Um, and we've sampled probably 300,000 cans of this original flavour already in, in our awareness and events, um, which is key for us, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, so do you go, um, maybe not so much festivals, but is it just like events? Festivals, events, like on Regent yeah. Street, I think 10,000 cans went there, 30,000 yeah. the week before at Western. Um, and obviously that's quite a costly exercise mm. when you, you add up all 300,000 cans but yeah. I think for us the key is that the taste is great and it's quite surprising how shocked people are with that we always get that oh we don't drink 
energy drinks, never liked them. We're like, we'll try this. And then nine times out of 10, they will love it. So I think for us, the key is getting out there, getting cans in hand mm. and just try the drink. And if you enjoy it, then obviously when we do get distribution, hopefully they'll repurchase it. So. Yeah, and do you, do you tell people at the moment then, like Holland and Barrett, the obvious? Yeah, that's the obvious one. We say picking up in Holland and Barrett. We obviously are stocked in a lot of gyms and independence, but it's much easier to pick a destination and say go there. But yeah. that was quite key and yeah, it's worked quite well. And um, when you're looking at plans for t- uh, 2020, um, what do you see as one you would really like to achieve, like yeah. goal wise? And two, what do you think's the biggest challenge that could stop you from achieving that? It's quite a lot to throw at you. Though. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Sort of our biggest next aim, I think, is we're we're very close with a couple of retailers. Um, obviously, it'd be great for them all to come off, um, but we're still in the the sort of ending range of views are coming up now in the next few weeks. We should know how many we've been successful with, uh, but it'd be lovely to get at least one of those, which will give us more national awareness. And I think then we've got some some pretty cool and big festivals and marketing campaigns planned out for next year, um, which will, will really give that a home for us to push on with, I think, and really grow the brand. So that'd be pretty cool. Don't forget to get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Whether you're an established entrepreneur or a business looking to exhibit or sponsor our next event, get in touch at the Home for Entrepreneurs by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk.